With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Roto World Football Podcast. As you know, it's the most important podcast in the known universe. Maybe, you know, there are different ones, but in this one that we are all currently living in, it is the most important podcast. My name is Josh Norris. You know that as well. And today I will be talking with Ray Summerlin, who writes the waiver column over at rotoworld.com. Before I get to him, I need to tell you to subscribe to this very podcast because it's a great one. And we have another episode this Thursday and this Friday. Just because your regular season is over does not mean we are stopping. Plus, heading into draft season. So all for you Giants fans, you Browns fans, Chiefs fans for that sake. I mean, we are preparing for draft season. So get ready and subscribe to this already. Uh, Ray, I welcome you in now. How are you doing, buddy? Living the dream, my friend. How about you? Uh, I could be better, and I'll tell you why. I, this weekend, well, we all know Star Wars is coming out, okay? The new one. I already got my tickets, yeah. Yep, I'm going that Friday at 1 o'clock. The point being, last time when Force Awakens came out, I watched episodes uh, 4, 5, 6, okay? Yeah. This time, I decided, I was going to take it one step further, Ray. And I was also Mm -hmm. going to watch episodes 1, 2, and three. When was the last time you watched episode one? <laughs> um, maybe in the theater. It was that big of an abomination. You know, like, you know, what's funny. I go back and watch like on movies that I like. I go back on YouTube and watch like clips. Yeah. So I, I guess we could spoiler alert episode one. <laughs> like, <it would> talk- <laughs> With the, the major fight... cliffhangers that are out there in episode one. <laughs> sure. But the uh, the fight scene with Darth Maul, I've gone back and watched that a couple times because that was actually a really good a really good part and things like that. Darth Maul has a very interesting storyline, by the way, after that fight scene in the in the canon. You should go read about it. Doesn't he but come back the, to life uh, and get sewed back in half? Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Yeah. But the uh but yeah, it, it's been a while. Part of me says go back and watch it, and the other part of me says save those two hours of your life. Yes. Like I, I went back and watched it and I remember like the locations and you know, somewhere of the, the, the flow of it, but yeah. man, I went back and it's awful. The CGI horrific. Yeah. And even this, like, obviously we know the child actor who plays Anakin, like 25% of his lines are actually solid and the rest are awful. Um, yep. it, it's, it's just a really bad movie. Uh, and I just wanted to, cause I think you and I have probably watched star Wars maybe more than any other films out there. Um, at least for me, that's the case. I have seen Cruel Intentions with Ryan Philippe and uh, Reese Witherspoon and Michelle Geller 
more times more times than you could probably imagine. Is, is, so is, is so that is that for the film or for parts of the film? That's for the film. <laughs> I absolutely loved that movie. That movie came out, I guess, what when we were like sophomores in high school or something like that. And I absolutely okay. loved that movie. I will say it's interesting that you watched episode four right before The Force Awakens. Did you feel like you were watching the same movie because it was the same movie? Uh, no, it was actually awesome to do it that way, in my opinion, because <laughs> I. It's it's the contrast and the difference of the film that four is compared to five and six is yeah. is, is pretty stark. Just how much they leaned into religion undertones and uh, for sure in episode one, Ray, like there are no undertones. They basically call Anakin Jesus. Like I had no, no idea he didn't have a father until I rewatched it. Uh, no, no, no undertones. What whatever. When did this turn into my nerd podcast? Two yeah, nerds, by the way. We on are iTunes. four minutes in, and we've only talked Star Wars, so I guess we should talk about some football. Sorry about that, everyone. Uh, but anyways, just do not waste your time, but also do waste your time and watch it. Uh, yeah, why I, not? Should we start with Peyton Barber? Yeah, why I, not? I, I mean, Peyton Barber uh, got the start somewhat surprisingly with Jacquez Rogers uh, on the roster. We thought he was going to be the starter for the Bucks. Tell me about Peyton Barber now and moving forward. Well, yeah, you mentioned it. I thought Jack Quiz Rogers was going to be the starter because that's what he has been in the past when Doug Martin was out. It's what he was. You know, Peyton Barber got those two touchdowns. Well, Jack Quiz Rogers had a lot more snaps than Barber in that game that Martin left. And I couldn't have been more wrong, right? It was it was the Peyton Barber show. He dominated the carries. He dominated the touches. He dominated the snaps. Had 143 yards from scrimmage. I mean, it was a it was a great performance, and it was one that we haven't seen from Doug Martin this year. It was one that we really haven't seen from any Tampa Bay running back. This was the best performance we've seen from Bucks running back, and that makes moving forward very interesting. It, it's likely that Doug Martin is able to return this week. I mean, we'll have to see what happens. But are the Bucks going to send Barber to the bench? straight to the bench and just go back to what they were before with Martin struggling the way he was. And after that performance, you know, I, I really don't think so. And they have a great matchup this week against the lions. I think that Barber needs to be added in all leagues. And if Martin sits, he's obviously going to be someone to play, but even if Martin's active, I'm, I'm going to be looking at him as kind of like in the running back three flex range and, you know, see, see how this situation shakes out. Because like I said, this is, this is the best game that any Tampa Bay running back has had this season. It sounds like we have a headache on our hands. Uh, no, absolutely. Moving the, the, forward. <laughs> the best thing from a fantasy perspective, the best thing from a fantasy perspective would be that Doug Martin sits out another week. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, let's go to Rich Rebar's guy, Kerwin Williams. Kerwin Williams drew the start because Adrian Peterson was out of that contest. And it kind of sounds like Adrian Peterson might be out for a little bit longer. Yeah, it's another one of those situations where we just don't know. And this situation is murkier because it's they haven't really even said what – Peterson's injury is what he's dealing with. They were there even hoped that he would play last week, but he didn't even look close to it, didn't practice all week. So we don't really know. And it's also tough to know what to do with Williams because while he had a good game on Sunday, he's already failed once in this situation before. If you go all the way back to the beginning of the season when they were looking for a starting running back, he was the guy that got the first crack and, and he played so poorly that they gave Chris Johnson the job. So you, you're looking at this, you're saying, well, how excited can I get about this? You know, the Titans have been pretty good against the run. That's their matchup this week. The Titans have been pretty good against the run. But I don't think you can overlook his workload, what he was able to do without Peterson. I don't certainly don't think you can overlook 
you know, the production that he had against the Rams, although that was a pretty good matchup. So I think that if Peterson continues to sit, I'm going to be, I'm going to be interested in playing him in most leagues, but I, I don't know how excited I am about this performance. Well, I'm not sure how excited you can get about any of the Lions running backs. I know didn't Theo Riddick draw the start with Amir Abdullah out as much as we might like Amir Abdullah as an individual talent. It just like has not come together in the NFL with the Lions. Uh, tell me about the rest of that backfield right now. Well, you say that, but then Tion Green comes in. Now, granted, it was <laughs> fake, a home. Fake person, by the way. Like, Tion Green and Austin Eckler were, like, uh, random computer-generated players this season. Never heard of them in my life. And part of my job is to study the NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, he, he had a big – Tion Green, if I'm remembering correctly, had a pretty good preseason, as I recall, and then came out in this game and played ahead of Dwayne Washington, wasn't even active – played ahead of my boy Zachary Zinner. He was he was ahead of those guys. He had a pretty good game. Now it's it was helped by a 33-yard run, but that run still happened. He had a touchdown. He was stuffed on another goal line carry. He very much could have had two touchdowns in this game. And I think that if Amir Abdullah continues to sit out, and that's another one where we just really have no idea what his status moving forward is. He was able to get in a limited practice last Friday, so we'll see what happens. But... If Abdullah sits out again, I think that Theo Riddick is the, the safe option, and that's the one that you're going to, to go with. But I also think that Green is in play, especially in deeper leagues, and they have a, a really good matchup this week against the Bucs. So I, I am not completely selling out the idea of, of using Tion Green, even as we get into the single elimination playoffs, depending on what your situation is. But yeah, I think that Theo Riddick would be, the, I guess, the safer option there if Abdullah sits. Uh, I tweeted yesterday, well, I guess yesterday is Sunday, um, two days ago when you're hearing this podcast, uh, how much respect I have for Josh McCown this year. Like he's balling out sometimes, <laughs> even in the face of pressure and disruption, he's making plays. A lot of those are going to Robbie Anderson, but many of those are also going to Jermaine curse as well. Yeah. And I mean, I was not a believer after last week because we just, we hadn't seen that from curse, you know, early in the year, he got by with some touchdown production, but we hadn't really seen like the big explosion from him. But this Jets offense coming out of the bye has been just exceptional. And that game that they had against the Chiefs, that's not maybe as impressive because the Chiefs just haven't really been that good on defense, especially in pass defense. But they did the same thing against the Panthers. And now they're going in and face the Broncos. And you see, oh, the Broncos, you get really you're worried about that. But the Broncos have not been the Broncos' pass defense of old. They are getting back a keep to lead this week so that – might help things out, but they've just, they've given up a lot of passing touchdowns of late. Kenny Stills was able to have a big game. Um, Jarvis Landry was able to have a pretty good game. Mm -hmm. This is not, this is not the defense that you think it is. I think that Josh McCown is a streaming option at quarterback still, even in Denver. And I think that Jermaine curse with what we've seen from this offense, I don't know how you can bench him in deeper league. So I'm, I'm not going to go out and say that he's a must start. He's a top 30 wide receiver simply because the matchup and Robbie Anderson's ahead of him. But I, I think that curse is somewhere you can start in most leagues this week. Uh, it is week 14 of the NFL season. And we just talked about Jermaine curse. And now we're going to talk about Mike Wallace. <laughs> yeah, it's, I know that the wheels are going to fall off as yeah. soon as I get on this bandwagon. I know for a fact, but it is impossible to ignore the fact that Mike Wallace has 19 targets in the last two games, huh. and he scored touchdowns in each of the two games before that. Now, he 
did top 100 yards last week. It was only the second time he had topped 60 yards all season. So that's something that's something to really you know keep in mind. He has a tough matchup with his former team, the Steelers, this week. And he also plays with Joe Flacco. That might be the, the most important thing to remember. All of that makes him risky, but if he's going to end up getting that kind of target volume and they're going to keep taking shots downfield, which they did this last week. In fact, one of his was a, a well-thrown deep ball from Joe Flacco. It's like a unicorn. So if those things are going to continue to happen, I, I think that you have to consider them, especially in kind of 12 and 14 team leagues. We've talked about a lot of these names, but I will say I'm probably most excited for Marquise Goodwin's name on this list that you told me to write down. I'm a believer in Marquise Goodwin back to his days with the Buffalo Bills, even back to his days at Texas. Um, but it kind of finally came into fruition more than just, you know, vertical deep shots this week against the Chicago bears. Yeah. And I mean, if you haven't been paying attention, Marquise Goodwin has been the number one receiver for the 49ers since Pierre, Pierre Garçon went down. Now he actually has a quarterback to throw on the ball. So I think there's reason to get excited, especially if you kind of look at their schedule, especially this week against the Texans, who have been really run over by receivers as of late. He's averaging six, over a little over six targets in his last eight games, Goodwin is. He has at least 68 yards in six of his last eight games. He's a big play threat who's getting a lot of volume and an offense that now has a better quarterback. And Danny also, he has a good matchup against the Texans. All of that screams, this guy's a top 36 receiver this week. I think that he's startable in all leagues and he has the upside because of that big play ability to turn in a really big week against the Texans who have given up some big weeks yep. to wide receivers. So I am, I am all in on Marquise Goodwin. This and week. a, a very good play caller at that. And Kyle Shanahan, yep. I'm, I, I watched Jimmy Garoppolo's entire game and so much of it was inside of structure, you know, hit your back foot and get the ball out. But to me, that's just, um, you know, how you show your skills as a play caller. And in many cases, uh, Kyle Shanahan proved his worth with a, a quarterback. And even, I mean, C.J. Beathard played better than I expected him to, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo is is here to stay. Uh, all right, give me some deep cuts, Ray. Well, I, I want to talk about Wayne Gallman and maybe Elijah McGuire. Maybe they're in the same range. Both of them didn't get much work this week, but they are two guys on teams that are, are heading the wrong way, that have kind of older or maybe maybe not long-term options ahead of them. So just keep an eye on those guys. Maybe we'll see what happens later in, later in the season. Andre Ellington, and this is not because oh of Andre Ellington as a running back. This is because of Andre Ellington as a wide receiver because the Texans just don't have any wide receivers left. And after Bruce Ellington left with a hamstring injury, and we know about Bruce Ellington and hamstring injuries, that's a big concern. Braxton Miller left with a concussion. C.J. Fedorowicz left with a concussion. Andre Ellington played receiver. He saw six targets. If, if those guys are out again this week and you're in a deeper PPR league, you need a flex, you maybe you need a running back three in a really deep league, uh, he's someone to, I think, keep an eye on. Another name in that, in that regard is Steven Anderson, yep. who I think is a great streaming option. So My 12 guy. targets. 12 targets after C.J. Fedorowicz left. And again, he's more of a receiver than a tight end. So if, if Miller, if Bruce Ellington, if Will Fuller aren't able to come back— even if C.J. Fedorowicz is able to come back, which is doubtful because of his concussion issues, I mean, that's someone that you definitely have to pay attention to. And then I'm just going to say this name, mm -hmm. and I'm just going to let you go and talk about Mr. Trent Taylor, who got six passes yep. for 92 yards this past week. Well, Ray, you talked about like 10 other names, and it finally got you to this point. And to tie it all back here, 
I would say Trent Taylor's like midichlorian levels are like the highest Qui-Gon has ever seen. Uh, look, like the world is against Trent Taylor. God himself or herself is against Trent Taylor. Mm-hmm. Like he is five foot eight, poor athleticism, and he still he wishes he was there. Ryan Switzer. He, he wishes he was Ryan Switzer. He is still out there winning. He is a true slot receiver in every stereotype that you could find in the pamphlet, in the book, right? But, and if we're walking down Narrative Street here a bit, Ray, Jimmy Garoppolo has played with many similar slot receivers during his time with the New England Patriots. Danny Amendola, heck, even Austin Carr this preseason. And I think Tripp Taylor's just another one of those. So if Marquise Goodwin might be the vertical, the intermediate type, no one is being able to stop Trent Taylor on even his slants so far this season, Ray. And I, if, if the volume is still there and if teams are susceptible to slot wide receivers, I would have no issue playing Trent Taylor in your lineups. Yeah, I kind of agree. I, I talking about him here in deep cuts. I will have him as an ad. I think it's only a deep league thing. And I think it's especially true in PPR leagues. We haven't aside from this game, we hadn't really seen the upside, but of course this was the first game that, that Garoppolo was in there. So maybe, maybe this is what we see moving forward. But yeah, I agree with you. I also like, I also like how coded your, I guess you didn't even bother to code no. the, uh, the conversation about Trent Taylor. Did you? No, not at all. I mean, it's, it's best if we're just honest with ourselves because he fits all those stereotypes, right? Like it truly is that player that we are talking about. And Trent Taylor, again, I hopefully, and I'm not saying like he's the best ever, but I am saying he's the best ever because <laughs> in many, many people each year ask me for like dynasty stashes or like deep, deep, deep plays they should take in their late last round of dynasty uh, drafts. And to me, it was Trent Taylor this year. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited, you know, I mean, what you said six for 92. Okay. Yeah. That's a good that's start. Good. That's yeah, a good. That's start. pretty good. Um, so we'll see what it does moving forward. But again, if it, we are in deep leagues, if he's facing a team, that has difficulties covering slot receivers. I truly think he's their slot receiver and on quick hitting passes where you hit off your back foot and get rid of the ball, he's going to be there. So yeah, I'm with you, Ray. I'm just, it, it's a shame that it took us 10 names to get to him. <laughs> it was, it was three. And by the way, Steven Anderson, I think Steven Anderson, we didn't talk about him. I think oh Steven God. Anderson, if those other wide receivers are out, and if CJ Fedorowicz out, which, like I said, I think it's probably going to happen, I think he's the best streaming tight end this week. Oh, I love so, it. This is, this is my week, right? We spent four minutes yeah. in Star Wars. Then we finally got to Steven Anderson and Trent Taylor. Like, and no Thomas Duarte, so you're just on cloud nine. <laughs> I'm just dreaming right now. That's, uh, a, little, that's a little draft nerd yes. nugget for everybody. Yes. Uh, you can find Ray's waiver column. Over at rotoworld.com. Hit on the last page and you'll find Trent Taylor. And thank you for listening to the Trent Taylor cast. Uh, we will be back this Thursday. Ray will host Rich and Nick. I will host Pat and Evan on Friday, plus a Facebook Live over at facebook.com slash rotoworld with the one and only Roto Pat. Plus, this Sunday, Roto World Live, noon Eastern, to help you win your first round of fantasy action. So, hooray. I am Josh. Get those midichlorian counts checked. We'll see you next time.
With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 